Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Thank you for joining me on Facebook Live. We're starting a little bit early. It's only 9.57. Uh, we ended the show a couple minutes early today because I'm double booked. Remember, on Sunday, I will be live on Facebook taking your questions as we, live, as we go through the podcast episode that me, Jessica, and Jay will record today. So make sure you're on Facebook at 12.30 on Sunday. I'm doing this on a Sunday because we think the maximum number of you will be able to participate. So let's talk. What a mess. What a mess New Jersey is, right? This morning, we did not get off the pot discussion. I'll give you my take briefly. Are they going to decriminalize marijuana in New Jersey? Yes, it's most likely. And you know what? Most of us have no issue with decriminalizing, nor do we have any issue with expunging the record of somebody that got in trouble for smoking a drink. I don't really care. But to expunge the record of a dealer with a caught with five pounds of pot, no way. No way, man. That is not something that should happen not this year not next year not ever that's number one number two the big issue with legal marijuana is that the politicians in trenton all they really want to do is be able to project income so they can borrow billions more dollars now already our state has more than 220 billion dollars in debt now what do you think happens to that well you've got to service a debt you got to pay the interest on that debt you got to pay the bondholders you got a lot of obligations that come from that debt and where is the money coming from i'll tell you where it's coming from the general fund out of our 38 billion dollar budget talking to eric scott and our news team you're talking about almost a third of our state budget goes to debt service and that's against money that we've already borrowed and presumably spent it's not like they're sitting in the bank somewhere no it's money that's already gone so in order to continue along this dangerous path they've got to borrow more money. You're borrowing money to pay off money that you've already borrowed to pay off projects that you didn't need to pay for. For example, the state house renovation, $360 million, the borrowing costs over the next 10 years could make that as high as $700 million. It's an outrage and it's an affront to everyone who pays taxes in the state. What do you think is going to happen when pot is legal? All of a sudden you've got an increase in law enforcement. You're going to have an increase in emergency room visits, a rise in teen drug use. How do I know this? Well, I don't have a crystal ball, but it's happening in Colorado. It's happening in California. How is it that our legislators, with two clear examples of what has been done wrong with regard to legalizing pot, still didn't get the message? You know the worst part, the biggest affront to all of us, is they passed this out of committee without reading it. A lot of the legislators literally just said yes, and then they left. Hey, Sheila, how are you? Um, uh, you are from Harrison, and I'm going to read this to everybody. Mr. Spadia, I'm from Harrison, New Jersey, and I've been concerned with all of these new buildings coming up and hearing my town almost bankrupt. Okay, so there were two senators on my show this morning. One was Senator Mike Doherty. The other is Senator Kip Bateman. You can Google them and find them on Twitter. I don't have their numbers off the top of my head now, but uh, producer Kristen will get those numbers and we'll make sure that we tweet it out this morning with their office number. So uh, producer Kristen will put that up on NJ1015 on Twitter at NJ1015. And it'll be the two senators that I spoke to this morning, Senator Mike Doherty, Senator Kip Bateman, two good men who are men of courage, and strength and actually have no issue standing up even where some of the issues are just not popular and it's okay we need people with courage and strength in trenton that's part of the problem um hey kathy kathy rachel has a question exactly how much is legal pot going to cost i think people still use private authorized yes kathy thank you for saying that 
they're going to put a $42 an ounce tax on marijuana. So think about how that adds up for the guy that is buying a pound or the distributor, et cetera. What's really going to happen is anybody that gets into the small business of marijuana is going to have to pass that charge onto the consumers. So it will limit the access, again, for the people who need it most, people who are looking for medical marijuana. They've done nothing to alleviate that burden. Then on the other side, if you're if you already have a pot dealer, if everybody is, is under the belief, as am I, that people who are smoking pot are smoking it now, whether it's legal or not. And you've heard person after person call my show since last Friday telling me, hey, Bill, I got my dealer. I got my dealer. I buy about $200 a month. What do you think? You're going to drop your dealer, especially when the dealer is cheaper? So what's happening in California is the black market is actually skyrocketing depriving the state of revenue. So California is now stepping up law enforcement to go after the black market. Guess what? It's driving up their law enforcement costs. It's a no win. They should just decriminalize pot and move on. You smoke a pot in public, you get a $10 ticket, $20 ticket, whatever it is, and you move on. No criminal record. It's like a parking ticket. That's what they ought to do. Uh, hey, Peter, how are you? I don't know, Peter, uh, THC percentage of pot. I do know this. In the 178 pages, it was 163 pages, they added another 15 while they were in committee yesterday, even though a lot of the senators had already left and left a yes vote behind. Can you imagine the coward that would do that, that would not read the bill? They're just afraid of confronting Senate President Steve Sweeney. But I will tell you in the bill, they are limiting the strength and the potency of the pot. Now, to my knowledge, none of them are pot growers. I don't know how they came up with the numbers and the percentages, et cetera, but they think that they can regulate it and tell you what kind of pot you should smoke. Meanwhile, the black market exists. Just smoke whatever you want. All right, Stephen Faber. Yeah, the rain tax, you know, um, yes, there's a loophole. Your, your question is, uh, Murphy put in the rain tax. Some towns can cannot sue the state when they find out that, so oh, okay, great question. So the rain tax, here's what the rain tax is all about. It's about water running off of buildings and businesses and 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 uh, clogging the drains, et cetera, and saying, hey, you're responsible for the runoff on your own property. Now, don't be deceived. That, that exists already. What they did with the rain tax is they just simply added another tax burden on already overburdened New Jersey businesses. It is that simple. That's what they did. Uh, I haven't been talking about it, quite honestly. The rain tax is certainly not the most egregious thing that these uh, corrupt, morally bankrupt politicians have done in Trenton. I'll be honest, I don't care about it. It's not going to be that much money. It is just one more in this whole narrative of death by a thousand cuts. Where we need to stand and fight is not on cute terms like the rain tax. We need to stand and fight on big things like health benefits of state workers, like hundreds of thousands of workers in the retirement system that we can ill afford, like the tax burden on families, like the fact that in most states, the $10,000 federal cap didn't hurt them at all. Why does it hurt us in New Jersey? Because the average person's paying almost 10 grand a year in real estate taxes alone. Those are the issues we need to address. Uh, Charlie Sexton, your question is, they said that they will do it with all past convictions. How long until people start demanding back fines? That's a good question. I don't know. I'm sure they will write something in the bill that you can't sue. But here's the bigger issue. Why are we expunging the record of people who are dealing pot to kids? 
Why is there no stipulation in the law that says if you got caught dealing pot to underage kids, not only are we not throwing out your record, but you're just going to have to deal with that and whatever the implications are going forward. How about this? How about we say to these convicted dealers, too bad. What's wrong with that? When did we lose our ability to be tough with criminals? If you were selling pot to kids, you're a criminal. It's that simple. Do I think it should be decriminalized for the user, you know, the stupid kid that was 16, 17, 18, 19, or the adult 40, 41, 50 years old smoking pot? Of course I do. Why is the government involved in that? But you're talking about a dealer with five pounds of pot? Come on. That's, I mean, it's not like a kid selling to another kid an ounce of pot. That's a whole different ballgame. You got real bona fide dealers out there. Anybody caught with five pounds of weed is a criminal. I'm sorry. And this bill should not expunge that period, end of sentence, as our governor's famous for saying, uh, period, full stop. All right, James, uh, what's safer? Well, clearly, it depends on you. Alcohol's not safe at all if you're prone to addiction, and marijuana's not safe if you're 16 years old and it's frying your brain. So pick your poison. Generally speaking, you have less deaths due to marijuana than alcohol, but you want to know why? mainly because marijuana is under the radar right now because it's not legal. So there's no way to really test to see what kind of an impact is it going to have. So I go by what's coming out of the Colorado Department of Public Safety, where they're talking about the increase in arrests among young people, especially black and Hispanic youth. I go by public safety in Colorado talking about a spike in emergency room visits. I go by the stats that have come out saying an increased number of teens are using drugs. So you tell me what's safer, alcohol or pot. I would like to see our 14 and 15 year olds not using either, but that's a fantasy world and I get that. So here's the thing, you decriminalize it, you keep the government out of it, no way government bureaucrats should be regulating the type of pot that you're getting. Decriminalize it and the world will continue to move on. But you gotta remove government out of it, why? Because the revenue is just a scheme. The whole idea of the, rev of the, of the revenue is they wanna project revenue so they can borrow more money. Hey Stephen, um, prohibition, uh, yeah okay. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know if I agree with you. Stephen's question really is saying during prohibition, you couldn't, you didn't undo all of the prior convictions. Look, if you are having trouble getting a job because you were, you had some minor possession issue with pot when you were younger, I have no issue with expunging that record. We have a much bigger issue here. Don't get caught up in the conversation that this is somehow about social justice and this libertarian idea that men and women who are adults can do whatever they want to do in the confines of their own home, their car, et cetera. Don't be caught up in that. That is not what this is about. This is about Governor Phil Murphy and Senate President Steve Sweeney having this fake fight between them when all they both really want is to take more of your money to solidify their power. Don't let them deceive you. These guys cannot be trusted. They're liars. They're willing to lie about revenue. Steve Sweeney came on our airwaves and literally lied about the cost of paid family leave because he completely ignored the fact that employers and small businesses will actually have to hire people to replace the person that's not going to take pretty much as many weeks as they need. Uh, Alan Mimich, uh, when are they going to fill all the open spaces? Yeah, right? Well, I don't know. Look, people own farms, and I have no issue with people growing pot. I've said this before. Decriminalize it, 
and allow home growers. I have no issue with somebody growing a, a pot plant in their green room or, I'm sorry, in their greenhouse or in their backyard. I really don't care. It's not up to the government. It shouldn't be up to the government. The biggest issue here, though, is don't let the government wrap their hands around something that can just be done in the private market. Decriminalize, make it a misdemeanor, keep the pot off the streets. We don't need it near the schools. Don't think for one minute kids aren't going to get their hands on these uh, gummies that are designed for what? Adults eat gummy bears? Come on. They're designed to attract kids. This is no different than the people who are outraged at big tobacco saying these tobacco companies market younger and younger because they want to hook kids at a young age. Well, if that is your belief that you're anti-tobacco, then you should be anti-pot as well because they're running down the same path. But if we're going to decriminalize it, get the government out of the pot business. No, no, no regulations on what kind of pot and no taxation. That taxation will not add to the state coffers. What it will do is give the government the ability to use that as guaranteed income to borrow more money and further increase our debt and raise your taxes. All right. Um, tomorrow on the show, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the basic income that Ross Barack is proposing in Newark. He's got no real plan and no way to pay for it, but he probably figures you'll pay for a basic income. It's a failed idea. It's a loser idea. It's not going to be good for anyone. If you want to increase welfare to those people that are really hurting, increase the number of shelters, uh, the social workers, I'm all in favor of getting people the help they need. But the idea of labeling it as a basic income basically says we're going to incentivize you not to work. It's a, it's failed logic that has that has really doomed a lot of communities in our inner cities when it comes to welfare. It's going to fail as it has failed across the country and internationally as well. That plus illegal immigration. I call our attorney general hashtag fake cop attorney general Gabir Graywall because today is the first day of us being a sanctuary city, which means your attorney general, your governor, your Senate president all complicit in pitting New Jersey law enforcement against federal law enforcement. It's wrong, and it jeopardizes the safety of not only our officers, but our public safety in our community. And I'll talk about that more on the show tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in. See you soon.